Johnny Depp. Yeah. Already. <laughs> uh, I think Welcome that's to that's Dunstan it. Checks, man. This is the show where we review the 1996 ape film. Dunstan checks in minute by minute, and we pair each of these minutes with a film of their own. I'm Emily Monkeytown, and I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. And today we have a guest with us. Mm-hmm. Um, you you may know him from appearances on our previous podcast, the Super Mario Brothers Minute, or you may know him as the the person who runs the excellent website, the Super Mario Brothers Movie Archive. Please, everybody at home, applaud. No matter where you're listening, I want you to do a full volume applaud right now for Stephen Applebaum. How you doing, Stephen? Oh wow, I'm doing just great. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, thank you for coming. And and we we do have you here. For the most specific reason <laughs> that this minute, uh, minute fourteen, is paired with Super Mario Brothers, yeah. the, the film yeah. that we covered <laughs> minute by minute once before. Yeah, in better days. Yeah, I I I think uh, fans uh, are have awaited for this pairing. <laughs> sure. And I I hope we don't disappoint them. And I'm glad that we have an expert in the room. Yeah. <laughs> in the digital room, at least. I'll tell you, it feels... Well, it, I'm very interested to see exactly how these minutes are going to be paired with <laughs> the classic Super Mario Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, it feels good to be watching Super Mario Brothers uh, for a podcast again. That's just a good feeling. <laughs> that, uh, that viewing just slips right on like a glove. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should first talk about... This minute of Dunstan Jackson. Yeah, this is well, minute fourteen. I, I did want to ask Stephen um, how familiar oh, he sure. was with yeah. with the film Dunstan Checks In. You know, the first time I heard about it was when you two had announced that you're going to be doing the <laughs> podcast. Wow, wow. Yeah, I, I'm usually fairly familiar with uh, off-brand films um, <laughs> from studios, generally not in the the big ones. Um, but this was a movie I just did not have any familiarity with. Huh. I think it's a, a missable movie. <laughs> yeah. Did, did you, um, because of this appearance, Stephen, did you seek out and watch the full film or just, just the minute? I did not know how I would go about That's fair. seeing the whole That's film. That's extremely but fair. I, I did consider doing it. I really wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No one, no one can blame you. But um, <laughs> you did watch minute 14. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I did. Did you ha- now ha- not having seen the full film? Did, did any did it did was it even clear what was going on? Um, very vaguely, it seemed as if uh, this Dubrow character is uh, either the owner or a potential buyer of this hotel. So everyone has to stand to attention when she comes around. That's, that's fair. Yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. Uh, so this minute does start with an exterior of the hotel. Um, very, we talked about this in the previous minute, the very obviously not actually in New York hotel. Yeah, it's very CGI'd in at the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, looks fine, but we can catch it. Yeah. It's not It's not seamless. They're not getting away with anything here. <laughs> um, so this doorman who, this is the same doorman character that we had met earlier in the film. That's correct. Um, he, he kind of nods. And sees something. He he does like a head. Uh, he tips his hat. You he know? tips his hat to just a passerby, I would say, and then he sees something. I okay. think these are two distinct actions. Okay, because I I'm gonna say in the um, reflection behind him of the the glass door, mm-hmm. you cannot make out an a person that he is distinctly interacting with here. True. 
which I think both the head nod and the seeing would be. What you do see is a limo pull up. Now, yes. whether or not this is somehow a distinctive Dubrow limo. I don't. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he notices that it's, it's Mrs. Dubrow until she opens the door. But I, I think I was looking at that reflection. I don't think you can even see that it is clearly Dubrow. I, well, yeah, but we he can obviously see better the thing that's right in front of him better than we can see the reflection in a building. I guess on a movie. I guess. <laughs> um, but he reaches right on over. There's a phone on the wall next to him. He picks it up, and without dialing anything, yeah, he just says into the phone, "Dubrow alert. alert." Now, is that why you picked the? Yes, movie? it is. <laughs> uh, shall we get into it? Yeah, let's get into this movie. All right, so, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, from 1993. If those are not. If, if anyone in our, do you think there's anyone listening to this show that does not know what the Super Mario Bros. movie is? Um, I think, think it's a very small chance, but I think it's possible. Yeah, that we picked up some unique listeners <laughs> that don't know us from our previous. There podcasts. are some Dunstan heads. <laughs> there are on Instagram. Uh, I tagged Rupert Everett in our in our one of our posts, mm-hmm. and someone commented and they were like, "Thank you for recognizing Rupert Everett for this film." <laughs> And they were an Everett head. Like it was okay. It was really fun okay. to see the the fans coming out of that woodwork. Yeah, I will say there's definitely. I don't think there's nearly as rich a fan community for Dunson as there is for Super Mario Brothers. No, there is. And no... I think a lot of that is thanks to you, Stephen, and the work you do. Oh well, thank you so much. <laughs> Both of you laughed like it was a joke, but I honestly do think that's true. I, th- I think you have done a very good job of fostering a community for that loves this movie mm-hmm. and stands up for it. Yeah. Honestly, stands yeah. up proud for it. Um, well, like you've always said, it, it's a woodwork and people are always there. It's just a matter of uh, being the carpenter and making it uh, something that people can really stand up on. I that's love a, that. That's a beautiful analogy. Um, so Super Mario Brothers is a film that, that all three of us here are intimately... It's safe uh, to say that we're fans. <laughs> yeah, we, we know it in and out, upside down, right side out. It's... Yeah. It's something, and uh, we know it in slow motion. We know it in Italian. We, we, (laughs) and there was a a moment in in the film Mm -hmm. in Super Mario Brothers where uh, when Koopa uh, learns that uh, Mario and Luigi have taken the rock, Mm -hmm. which he needs in coordination with Princess Daisy in order to merge the two worlds, Mm -hmm. uh, he turns to Lena, yep, and he says, "Plumber alert! Plumber alert!" And now I'm going to say it's the same energy. Yeah, it's a very similar energy between Plumber Alert and Dubrow Alert. Yeah. What, what do you think of that, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, that really is very reminiscent of each other. I think that they probably have this established uh, call line just for this scenario. Yeah, I, I believe they do too because it's, I, I did notice there was no dialing on the phone. I, I also wondered if it, the no dialing was just whatever operator is there in the hotel N- knows what a debrowler knows is. what a debrowler yeah. is. Yeah, as a well, and in Super Mario Brothers, we do believe there is established protocol for a plumber alert. <laughs> plumber alert. <laughs> yeah, it's really great. Uh, when when I was watching um, Super Mario Brothers for this purpose, yeah, um, I really did hone in on that, and I honed in on. Um, what comes after is the the kind of radio DJ announcer voice that broadcast to the city. Oh, I wonder, you know, it looks He's like got co- some plumbing problem, some plumbing problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God, Super Mario Brothers is such a good movie. I will say so you and I, we've watched the film a fair number of times. Yeah. Safe to say. Yeah. It's such a deep and rewarding experience watching Super Mario Brothers. Because I'll tell you, even now, I picked up, I noticed things that I hadn't noticed. I noticed at least three things I hadn't noticed and before. the entire time we did the podcast. I don't understand that. Yeah. There's just so much in this movie. Mm-hmm. 
Um, uh, one of the things that I definitely noticed mm-hmm. was, um, and I know we talked about this on, on Super Mario Brothers Minute, mm-hmm. um, but when the old lady takes the, um, the rock mm-hmm. and then Bertha throws her over the, over the edge, edge of the thing, into yeah. the street and she lands in a car yeah. and she shocks the two people in the car. Yeah. I think at the time I defend, I said, they're just shocked. They're not dead. And you said, they're fucking dead yeah i very firmly believe they and were dead on this watch yeah they're dead yeah i told you <laughs> you are so right they're so she dead fucking killed them i i don't know how i never saw it before and the the passenger in the car has a fantastic his teeth are all gold yeah. and i love that so much mm-hmm. such a good look he turns to the old lady and she just jabs him and he's dead he's dead as hell he's so dead steven do you have any thoughts did you uh, did you ever believe differently and what do you currently believe about the fate of the two drivers of the car in question you know, I'd like to believe that that they survived, but if you go back to the concept art for that weapon, she has the the stun stick. It has only two settings: uh, stun and kill. So it's very likely she had it on the kill setting. Yeah. yeah. Although she did just use it on Mario, and he didn't die. Well, maybe falling, she she flipped the switch. Yeah, she was like, "Shit, <laughs> now it's getting serious." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it it does sort of it makes it sort of a uh, questionable decision the fact that we see Bertha this old woman and Mario all celebrating together as friends at the end of the film. Well, I mean, after Koopa is overthrown. Yeah, Dino Hatton is meant to be very brutalistic. It's true. Like it's it's it was part of their. Sometimes you got to make friends with a murderer. <laughs> their design aesthetic. Yeah. yeah, I mean she she comes from this world where that that is not. Um, like we live in a world where it's morally murder is wrong. Sure. I think in Dino Hatton. Sometimes. <laughs> I think in Dino Hatton it is not even a question. True. Yeah. Um, something I noticed in this film that I enjoy. This is just a little thing. Just a little bit of fun. Uh, the start of the film when Luigi is on the couch, he uh, is getting very excited about something he has just seen on the on the television show Our Miraculous World. Yeah. And he says, "Oh Mario, Mario, on Our Miraculous World," and I realized. You know, you can read that as him being excited and just saying Mario's first name twice, or you can read that as Luigi addressing his brother by his full name, and that's just a little bit of that's just a little bit of fun you can have with that scene. That's tr- that's true. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I I think another thing that I I, I noticed um, in the scene where they do uh, they meet with um, with Don Lake, mm. uh, the sergeant. Yeah, and he asks, you know, how many Mario's there are. There's in three. That moment. <laughs> Mario, Mario, Luigi, Mario. When Mario walks up, yeah. and and the sergeant says, "Name, name." Yeah. Mario just says Mario. Mario. And then, it, somehow the sergeant assumes that's a last name. Yeah. And he says, "What's your first name?" Perhaps Mario is a common last name in Dino Hatton. Yes, and I and and then I also took it in that moment. I went, "Is Mar- maybe Mario was playing a prank?" Right, uh-huh. and Luigi's just carrying on that prank. We, we do bits. You've yeah. heard of? Let me walk away from the joke for a minute. We do yeah. bits. Yeah, sometimes we do. Sometimes bits. we do bits. Yeah, but also in the idea of like Luigi's carrying on that bit, mm. and I could see how some people could be mad because it sounds so dumb. But I love. I don't think Mario. It dumb. Mario for, for, so much. For the, for the record, I don't think it sounds dumb. I well, I think people think it sounds dumb. Yeah, people incorrectly think that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, this is an interesting theory. I'd never considered that. Yeah. I don't know, Stephen, if you have anything to, to add to that, whether or not it was always the intention for Mario and Luigi's last name to be Mario. Yeah, it, it was always intended to be that way. But this be. is such an interesting theory. It's, it's just truly blowing my mind. <laughs> I, I want to believe it. I mean, I it's not that I want to believe it. It's just something that occurred to me yeah. as I was as I was watching it for it is the a very compelling theory. over 10 times. 
I must, I must this year say. alone. <laughs> if you just keep watching the same movie over and over, you can really come up with some interesting thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, something else I know, uh, just some little common points between Dunstan and, and Mario. There's a lot of um, referring incorrectly in both films, incorrectly referring to apes as monkeys. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot in both films. Also, I think um, I think there's perhaps, and maybe we should save this for. Um, I, I I think it's probably likely that we'll talk about Super Mario Brothers in another minute as well. Maybe oh, we that's should maybe we should save this for one where Kyle's actually in the minute. Yeah, but. Uh, Kyle wears backwards, uh, a, a generic backwards baseball cap. Very, I think, visually similar to Luigi. I think Kyle and Luigi have very similar styles. Mm. Um, that's just a little something you can I, you can pick up on. I think another another thing um, that that links specifically this minute, mm-hmm. minute fourteen, and the and Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, is this minute? We haven't gotten into the meat of the minute yet. But as the Dubrow alert travels around the hotel, we see each of the different layers and levels mm-hmm. of the hotel and the people yeah. who work there and i feel like that attention to characters in the background yeah is a very key point of super mario brothers i agree with that yeah um also hey you know you've talked about how plumber alert has the same energy as dubrow alert yeah you know you know <laughs> you ready for this i'm so ready <laughs> you know who in mario brothers has that bde big dubrow energy <laughs> lena I was gonna say Scapelli. Oh, oh um, sure. I could very much see. Uh, I, I, could, I could see Mrs. Dubrow saying, "I'm the boss elsewhere." I, I, I guess is what I'm saying. That's fantastic. I also think um, we 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 say Scapelli, but Scapelli himself says Scapelli. Yeah, he does say Scapelli. We, we should adhere to that. Yeah. Scapelli. Scapelli. Yeah. I'm I, Anthony Scapelli. I'm the boss elsewhere. Fantastic. God. Super Mario Brothers is such a good movie. It's such a good movie. Um, Stephen, what, what were you particularly enjoying about Super Mario Brothers on your most recent watch? I don't know if you watched it for this episode or you just depended on your knowledge that I, I know you already have or if you rewatched it, but um, is there anything that comes to mind that you would like to really celebrate and highlight in the film? Um, yes. Um, I think now is a great time to bring up Big Bertha. Um the actress who portrayed her, Francesca P. Roberts, it is her birthday today. That's true. I just December saw that on Twitter. Oh my goodness! On at uh, SMV Movie is where I saw that. So this this episode will be releasing um, later than that, but we are recording it on on her birthday. That's fantastic. We should very much honor her. She's the best character in the movie. I feel. Yeah. Um, I've really written down is. here just Bertha and then three hearts is a note that I took. And Stephen, you you met her. I did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was last year that I f- was finally able to arrange a meeting down in the L.A. area. We filmed an interview that's going to be used for our um, documentary project. And she was wonderful. She was a great person who had a lot of stories to share and was really surprised at how much uh, support the film had in her character, especially. Oh, that's nice. That, I, I'm just I'm just filled with a warm feeling yeah, hearing that's, that. That's sweet. I really like that. Bertha's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, another Did, thing I wanted to say: sure guy holds up. The guy who says "sure" in the intro holds mm. up. Still good. <laughs> yeah, Egon. Yeah, as he's credited. Yeah, fantastic. Um, mm. uh, and you got anything else about the Super Mario Brothers movie? Uh, no, I. I think I think we will be for some reason I feel like we will be talking about you, it. Very you also soon. get the feeling yeah. that we'll be talking about it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sooner than you'd think. Okay. Uh, so let's get back into the minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
we we jump from the the doorman to Murray, uh-huh. I believe his name was. Yeah. The security man. Yeah. Uh, he says Dubrow alert. Uh-huh. Uh, then we cut to the, everyone's on the phone. Yeah. They're they're kind of. Each it's either a game of telephone or everybody picked up. I I'm not yeah. entirely sure. Yeah, I my belief was that it's a game of telephone. Okay, I like that a lot because yeah. you know who it goes to next? Who's that? A plumber. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's a plumber. We do have a, a plumber alert in here, the, and he you know what he doesn't necessarily look like Bob Hoskins. Mm-hmm. He looks a little like Mario. It's <laughs> big guy, got a mustache. <laughs> well, and he's in the area where um, Kyle and Brian were uh-huh. when they messed with the fountain. Yeah, so it makes sense. Perhaps he was fixing the fountain. Someone fixing the fountain. Yeah, yeah. I hope he kept his tools by his side uh-huh. and never let them down. Yeah. <laughs> um, then we get the the Dubrowler is then passed to the the bellmen or bell people. I don't. They call them bellmen. Yes. It's on their on their. Yeah, thing. yeah. But uh, it's it's uh, men and women. Uh, it's it's passed down. This time it's literally telephone. They're uh-huh. just saying it to each other as they turn their heads. Yeah. Um, then we have, uh, I believe a maid, some kind of housekeeping, mm-hmm. uh, so shout and distressed. She is absolutely beside herself that there's a Dubrow alert. Yeah. I love this woman. She's freaked the hell out. She yeah. makes a choice here that is fantastic. She's got a great read. Yeah. Um, and then she shouts it to the, to the group and then a man pops up down in the, this in, is in, in the, the laundry, laundry area yeah. and he also shouts Dubrow alert. Yeah. And then we get to Norm. Yeah, who was uh, um, con- a concierge type, who Brian and Kyle were trying to pull their prank on. Yeah, because he stole their their frisbee. Yes, that landed in the buffet. That's correct. Um, and he all he gets out is Dubrow, and then he's got to cut off because he sees the Dubrows. Here. Yeah, the Dubrows. And then we are sort here. of pan over a reaction of people. Now, there's two things I want to talk about here. Sure. Number one, I, I'm gonna I'm calling at the Majestic Hotel. Okay. <laughs> um, Something that I noticed is that uh, anyone in higher up position at the hotel, anyone who wears a suit, who is like a some kind of you know higher up like executive or whatever at the hotel, mm. uh, those were exclusively white people, and mm. all the people in the lower paying positions were people of color. Huh. And uh, I'm just gonna take Jason Alexander's character to task for how he runs his hotel. That's apparently how he does things around here. You don't think that's that's somehow Dubrow's influence? Um, I I. I mean, I think from what we see in a future minute, mm-hmm. um, I, I think Jason Alexander really has more control over the staff. Yeah, that that makes sense. I I think how how high up the ladder do you think Nancy is? Oop, I've dropped a I've dropped my notes. Okay. Who's Nancy? N- Nancy is um the the woman that we. I'm never getting those notes back. Yeah, they fell into a black hole. Way gone. <laughs> uh, Nancy, we see in the next minute. We've met her already. Um, she seems to be second in command to Jason Alexander. She's not. She's. I, I don't know exactly how to describe what she's wearing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think of it as a pantsuit, but it it maybe it's more of in line with a, a uniform. Sure. That matches matches some other uniforms. Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to consider that. But it, it, I, I saw a mm-hmm. very strong uh, and unfortunate racial divide in, in the workforce. Yeah. Um, I, that, I, uh, I, 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 I think to, to call out a fictional character, I, I think Jason Allender should have stood up. And, and a and, fictional company. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Majestic United. But I mean, these are, I mean, this is something you see in real businesses that, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a weird thing you have to consider where like it is sort of realistic and accurate. And that this is unfortunately the way things work a lot of the time. But mm-hmm. it's also like... Um, I don't know. To me, it establishes that Jason Alexander is, is someone who is doing what a lot of people are doing, which is not taking a stand against it. Yeah. I, I do think that within the, the works of the hotel, there is a variety of of people from different walks of life. Yeah. Like we've got Artie, 
who's very old. Sure. <laughs> I think in the pan across the room. You just made the worst call. I know. I like, really we've fucked got that a diver- up. We've got a Sorry. diverse staff here. An old guy. Well, there was also, I, I read one of the characters as Asian. Sure. Uh, but I, he doesn't have any speaking lines, so that's, that's shitty yeah. too. It's a real... <laughs> It's a real mixed bag there. Okay, here's the other thing I wanted to say about this sequence. Yes. So, um, as we're panning across the people at the front desk area uh, reacting to Mrs. Dubrow, Mm -hmm. there is a man at the front desk handing an envelope to another man who looks like a bellman or something. Yes. And I I think these two are lovers, is a theory that I want (laughs) to... I super agree. You agree. Steven, did you catch these two? Did you remember them? Yes, I did. Um, Do you you co-sign our theory that they are lovers? I think... Hmm, what do you mean by lovers? I think like, they're having sex with each other. I don't okay, know how formal I they are. I agree with that. Okay. <laughs> I, I, and it might be within the hotel. I, I think, think that's so what too. the envelope is there's, about. I'll tell you, there's a there's a saucy smile on the one whose face we see. Yes. That there's a suggestive smile. Not unlike, uh, I believe, Mario at the end of the double date with Daniela and Luigi and Daisy. There is a, there is a post-coital smile. Um, I, I also think so this is the the man at the front desk there it, we had met him in a previous minute mm-hmm. where he was uh checking in uh lord rutledge yeah um and so he this is the same i was gonna say because in that minute we were we were calling out the this hotel for having weird policies of swapping out the front desk person every 10 minutes oh yeah but now he's still here <laughs> we're really taking it to the majestic task <laughs> yeah um racist and inefficient that's the majestic hotel that's their way. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we have met him before. Most of the other characters in this scene we have not actually seen before, mm-hmm. except for Norm. Yeah. Um, so then we get to just, they're all still, everyone is very still. They mm-hmm. don't know what to do exactly. Yeah. And we get, Dubrow does, she speaks into a small recording device. Yeah. Um, and she says, lobby, three degrees too cold. I feel her there. I'm on Mrs. Dubrow's side <laughs> in that instance. Doorman, too sl- uh, slow to open door. Now, do you think it's because he was doing the Dubrow alert? Yes, for sure, 100%. Okay. Uh, two crushed butts in ashtray number one. And now let's talk about what happens after she says that. She does a hand gesture as well. Yep. yep. Yeah. And then, did you catch what was going on in yes! the background? A bellman runs over to the ashtray, mm-hmm. removes his hat, yeah. and sticks the cigarette butts in the hat. Yeah. Steven, did you catch that? He didn't. What, what I was thinking about the entire time she was running through that list is that she corrects the temperature she says like now it's one degree off yeah yeah she and goes I from thought that had something to do with like uh one of the doormen like moving out of her presence and she's <laughs> so sensitive she can feel the body heat of the employees yeah. that's an interesting theory she does it seems like she does have the the most useless um superpower yeah telling exactly how <laughs> what the degree of temperature it is yeah Cause I could only presume that she's going for room temperature, which I, has an actual number. It's like, what, 68? Nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, nice, Steven. Nice. I'm sorry I did that with a guest here. <laughs> um, but what do, what do we think of him putting... So he puts the cigarette butts in his hat. Yeah. And I think what we're supposed to... What, what this moment is supposed to show us as an audience mm-hmm. is that this is this is a hotel where you are expected to put aside your own personal hygiene for the needs of the hotel well and but I, what i'm suggesting is hmm. they got a fucking bellboy with ash on his head I, I i assume that he just went and dumped them immediately but then yeah he would have some debris in his hat yeah. he'd have to do some hat cleaning. it just seems not hygienic in a way that is that is counterproductive 
it, it, it robs him of dignity, but it's also counterproductive to the hotel's goals. I yeah. think it's a it's a double bad situation. Now can, can we talk about how these are ashtrays and not towels? Shut up for a second. <laughs> so Stephen, much like the no, no, eggs versus no, skulls shut debate. Up, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. Just because there are ashtrays doesn't they're in the hotel doesn't mean the thing we saw earlier was also an <laughs> ashtray. There are eggs in Super Mario Brothers. It doesn't mean that the things Lena is eating weren't skulls. <laughs> but that's a, what he goes over to, the round object. That's the ashtray we don't see it that we've seen no, earlier. that's not true. Because we only see it from a top-down angle. We have no idea where that is in the hotel. <laughs> As you can hear, Stephen, it's the eggs versus skulls turning into ashtray versus towels. It's just as hot of a yeah. debate. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, where are we at? She says, come along, Victor, darling. Yeah, so behind her this entire time, uh, mm-hmm. there's an older man Yeah. Uh, who, uh, he's kind of, he, he's got white hair, uh, kind of balding. Yeah. Um, if not mostly bald. Like, uh-huh. I, I don't get a good look at the top of his head. But um, he's looking at cards. This yeah. is something that I think will will come around. Yeah, mm-hmm. this, is the, this is in the next minute. We can yeah. say that. Uh, and she does say, Victor, come along, darling. Yeah. Uh, so this is Victor Dubrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, um, now we are seeing uh, Consuelo. Yeah. Is walking away from Nancy. Now, is her name Consuelo or is it Consuela? So, I believe it is Consuela, and Mrs. Dubrow is mispronouncing it. I looked it up, uh-huh. and it's IMDb Consuelo? says Consuelo. Interesting. I have heard it both ways. Me too. In the, in this film thus far. I think I've heard it both ways in this minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're not wrong. <laughs> uh, but it, I, I believe it is meant to be Consuelo. Okay. Here's something that I like about Consuelo in this moment. Sure. She's nice to Neil. Oh, yeah. And she's walking out with Neil. She's telling Neil what a good, beautiful boy he is. Yeah. So, um, Stephen, the, the dog that Consuelo uh, is holding is named Neil Armstrong. Well, his uh, name Neil after Neil Armstrong. I think his full name is Neil Armstrong. I don't think we know that for sure. I think we know his name is Neil, and we know that he's named after Neil Armstrong. I don't believe we have strong enough data to prove definitively that his full name is Neil Armstrong. Hmm. I think his name is probably Neil Spaulding, because his dad's last name is Spaulding. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. Uh, Steven, do you have any thoughts on last names on dogs? Yeah, do you believe a dog has the same last name as its owners? Um, Usually, yes. Usually, yes. Huh, okay. Can you, yeah, can you name like- a circumstance in which it wouldn't? Uh, an adopted dog? That was a question for Steven. Oh, okay. Yeah, an, uh, an adopted dog. But all dogs are adopted dogs. <laughs> all dogs that aren't strays are adopted dogs, y'all. Well, you know, sometimes a dog wants to honor the family they, they last knew and not necessarily the family that they're with right now. Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of, there are dogs that I know, and and uh, and uh, the of the dogs that I know, it was really funny. Uh, uh, I overheard a, a phone call where where it was my grandpa's dogs had to get uh, groomed, mm-hmm. and so on the phone, my mom said um, uh, their names <laughs> said that you know Bella and Sadie Johnson. Yeah, that's <laughs> the last name. Yeah, it's just really funny. Yeah, I don't know. Tracks. Dog, dogs with last names seem funny to me. Nucky's last name is Schmemily, canonically. <laughs> I'm going to establish that right now. It's that's, not my real last name from real fantastic. life, I but like his last actually. name is Schmemily. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Consuelo uh, is walking away from Nancy while holding Neil. Yes. Uh, and Nancy has seems to have a separate desk 
uh, kind of to the back. I don't know what that's all oh, about. Oh, this is Nancy. This is Nancy. I, I got the feeling she was just a secretary. No, this is Nancy. Yeah, I'm saying I got the feeling that Nancy was just a secretary. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's possible. Yeah. I guess that's possible. Um, so she's walking away with Neil uh-huh. and then runs right into Mrs. Dubrow. Uh-oh. Just head-on collision. Yeah. And she sees this Mrs. Dubrow, and she's like, Mrs. Dubrow, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. I was going to give to his analyst. Yeah, she, well... That's Mr. after, du- right? Yeah, Mrs. Dubrow says, it's quite all right. Uh, Neil... Neil, Thank you. Neil Spaulding. Neil Spaulding. <laughs> I'm going to get some evidence and make a case. <laughs> uh, Neil barks. Yeah. And that that seems to perturb Mrs. Dubrow. I think this Mr. is also a, was... a classic movie thing where a dog can sense a bad person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that comes from Terminator? Yes. No. What? Do you not recall in Terminator? Because Terminator, the dog barks at the Terminator. Yeah, dogs can sense Terminators. Yeah, but that was that, I think that was an established thing in fiction before that was that dogs can sense negative energy. Okay. Like dogs also sense ghosts. I thought cats sense ghosts. All animals sense ghosts, baby. Even like squirrels. Yeah, what people kind, just don't have pet squirrels, so they don't know. What kind of a ghost would a squirrel hang out with? Or would a squirrel hang out with? Yeah, a moose ghost. <laughs> No, wait. Now you're adding animal ghosts into the mix. Yeah. Are there animal ghosts? Is that not what you meant by what kind of ghost? No, I meant like maybe from what time period or from... Stephen, how would you answer the question, what kind of ghost do you think a squirrel hangs out with? Pretty sure I've seen a movie about this. (laughs) Uh, I'd like to watch that movie. That sounds great. That does sound like a hit. (laughs) Sounds fantastic. Maybe the nut job three, they bring ghosts in. Oh my god, I love the nut job. I, <laughs> I haven't one. seen either of them. You're telling me they're good, Steven? Yes. I you feel know like... what's even better, though, is Over the Hedge. Oh yeah? That's interesting. <laughs> Have you seen any of these films, Andrew? Uh, I've seen the first nut job and, and Over the Hedge. I feel like I don't hear a lot of love for Over the Hedge, so I'm kind of glad to hear it from you, Steven. Mm-hmm. I might have to check these out. I feel like, Stephen, you and I have pretty similar tastes. We both love Super Mario Brothers. We both love Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. The Harry and the Hendersons minute. Yeah. <laughs> One day. <laughs> uh, so uh, Consuelo says to Mrs. Dural, I'm taking him to his analyst. Yeah. Um, which is a thing that we had heard discussed in a previous minute. That, was yeah. that um, he was getting the finest dog psychologist uh, in New York, I suppose, or perhaps in the in the borough that perhaps they are in the in. world, perhaps in the world. New York's a you know it's a big city. It brings out all the best dog psychologists. <laughs> that's that's the way that those big pond situations work. Is that you have to you have to find that you have to be the biggest fish. Yeah. And so since New York is such a big pond, what you the must fuck be, are you talking about? You know how, you know that saying like big fish in a little pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like the people who are the big fish in little ponds, they move to the bigger ponds to be the biggest fish. And but then they find out there are bigger fish than me. This so they just become seems like the bigger a, fish. N- needlessly complicated. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> is there anything else in this minute? Uh, I think the last thing that we actually hear is Mrs. Dubrow kind of going, "Oh, like she's saying yeah. she's saying something," but we're not going to get that until the next minute. Yeah. Um, um, Stephen, do you have any final thoughts on this minute? I'm just very excited to see what sort of comeuppance might come about for mrs Debrow. <laughs> fantastic yeah i did did you like this minute Stephen? yeah did you find this to be an enjoyable 60 seconds of film it was very energetic it got me started like immediately even though i had no context i knew that this was going to be a film that is a mile a minute <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> I 
that's very accurate. Well, one of the other things that I was noticing watching Super Mario Brothers was that it, it, it just moves along at such a fucking great pace. Um, and I, I, I think in the long run, when you watch the whole film, Dunstan checks in, you, I don't think you get that good a pacing as you do in Super Mario Brothers. And Dunstan's shorter, too. Yeah, but, it, but it doesn't Mario feel shorter. It's yeah. a completely different standard of pacing. <laughs> That's Anyone fair. Anyone who's seen that, it, your sense of time is just going to be off for every other film. That is true. You are you are right. Very very few movies are paced as well as Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Do you, do you want to like watching uh, The Hobbit in forty FPS? <laughs> that I I did that and it was weird. Mm-hmm. It was very weird to see a film like that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to announce what the uh, movie is for minute 15 be- oh, sure. before the plugs or do you yeah, want to make sure. people wait? Okay. Uh, can I get a drum roll please on your piece of paper? I don't know if that's hearing. I don't know if that's... Yeah, do it with... There you go. With your fingers. There we go. The movie for minute 15 is... Super Mario Brothers. No, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, we should talk about this now. Yeah, do you want to talk about this now? Yeah. Okay. I picked Super Mario Brothers first. Yes. Because we have a document where we pick the movie pairings. Yes. And then you, you like a little copycat, picked it after me. I, I mean, I do have to say, since this was my picking of, yeah. th- for this minute, um, I had when I pre-watched the film and was thinking of movies to pair with the moments uh-huh. uh, before knowing how the minutes would turn out, Yeah. when I heard Dubrow alert, I went, this has got to be Mario Brothers. <laughs> yeah. This has got to be it. Yeah. And so I don't want to say too much, but minute 15, you've also got a very good reason yeah. <laughs> for pairing it. Yeah. Uh, so, so we will, we'll get to that in minute 15. Yeah. Uh, Plugs. Uh, yeah. Steven, anything you'd like, uh, where can we find you and, and your works? Yeah. If you're interested in the super Mario brothers movie, you can find us either at our website, smbmovie.com. Or on Twitter at SMB Movie. Nice. Uh, and you can find uh, more of me and my podcasts. Uh, I do another one called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Every month, Justin Kizan and I talk about a remake and the film that it's based on. You can find that at bandvnetwork.com slash nothing new. Uh, another show that I do, uh, it's rolling right along. Uh, it's called It's On My List. Uh, you can find that at it's on my list pod.com. Uh, every month, me and uh, five others get together and talk about films that people say you should see, things that when you say you haven't seen it, then then you have to say, oh, it's on my list. Uh, so we're going through all those. Uh, I think around the time when this comes out, I mean, I really want to hype it, uh, our January episode is Jaws, and we have a special guest who had never seen Jaws in his life, and he's older than me. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> very good, very good. Thank you. Uh, so you can check all those podcasts out, and then uh, sorry, I was just reading my notes for next week, and I made myself laugh. <laughs> very good, uh, and you can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cool Emily. Uh, uh, you can also find me on Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream thrice weekly on Tuesdays. I stream with uh, my friend Eve from the excellent podcast Ghost Buncher Core. Uh, we do everybody's golf on Thursdays. I stream with this real fucking dickhead named Andrew. Um, what, this huh? fucking idiot who I hey, hate. You know I'm but... here. <laughs> That's a joke. Yeah. I stream uh, Fallout with Andrew on Thursdays, um, and then I stream some other bullshit on the weekends. Um, so check that out at twitch.tv.verycoolemily. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes. Your assignment this week 
is to okay so five stars first of all yeah. that's important oh we got a review from someone someone actually did one of my review challenges and they, it was a recipe yes it was great at some point I, I i i asked for a recipe um so uh a rivera who i sometimes see in my twitch chat uh, uh that person uh wrote a review that is a recipe for some very delicious sounding uh pumpkin rolls mm-hmm. um so if you want a good recipe for pumpkin rolls go to our itunes page because you'll find <laughs> it there um and your review challenge this week um, is to give us five stars and then write out your emotional reaction to the death of Han Solo. Oh my God. Yeah. I see. Now I think you've done a similar one to this before. Uh, I don't think so. I you mean, just... I've done Chewbacca themed ones before. Certainly. The problem is I'm looking over in this corner of my room where I see a framed Chewbacca cut out. And then I also see my paper mache dead Han Solo that I have in my room. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find us on YouTube. Uh, we have true. a YouTube channel. Every week, uh, I put up a special little mashup of whatever minute we're talking about with the movie, uh, the trailer for the movie that we are uh, pairing it with. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's a lot of fun. So are you doing two different versions for Super Mario Bros.? Obviously. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, I mean, you'll just have to go to our YouTube page to find out. Yeah. Uh, and then you should also find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash Dunstan. That's Dunstan with an O. D-U-N-S-T-O-N. What if we just got at Dunst? No, no, I don't like that. <laughs> you think the Kirsten Dunst uh, fandom would would <laughs> yes. be a problem? They probably already have that. Probably. Uh, and then uh, w- w- what else? Did you say our Twitter and Instagram? Oh, yeah, I did. Okay. Oh, our the show, the show, Majestic Hotel NY on Twitter and Dunstan Jacksman on Instagram. Very good. Uh, so thank you so much, Stephen. Uh, I, I mean, seeing that that we're doing Super Mario Brothers next week, do you, you think you'll come back? <laughs> Oh, um, well, I think I can certainly make time for it. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Fantastic. So I guess until next week, we're checking out. Boop. I don't know why I made that noise. You always make a noise at the end. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. And amusings are your musings. Here age relives fond memories of the past. And here youth may savor the challenge and promise of the future. Hi, I'm David. And I'm Kayla. And if it wasn't readily apparent from that, we're huge nerds about Disney. That's why we're doing the Animusings podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a film in detail from the Walt Disney Animation Studios filmography, covering them in chronological order, from Snow White to Moana and beyond. To Moana and beyond! Sweetie, we're not doing Pixar yet. We'll do that after. (laughs) That's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Kayla and I, and maybe a guest or two, as we explore the Disney animated canon, film by film. With the hope that it'll be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. Ooh, nicely said. Don't thank me, thank Walt. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.